What's up, everybody, and welcome to Average Cheese. I'm Dale Lobel, alongside my co-host and longtime friend Todd Widener, and we are Average Cheese. We offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. You can talk to us or find us on Twitter at AVGCheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at AVGCheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. So welcome to episode five of the Average Cheese Podcast. We're going to talk about the NFC North, everybody but the Packers today. Uh, before we start talking about that, thanks to our sponsors, DDG Customs and ThirdEyeGraphics.net. We appreciate both of you. Todd, how are you today? Good. I got my shirts finally. Awesome. Did everybody Thanks. get a shirt? Yeah. yeah okay, good. Because I got one in the package still, and I'm like, oh, no. No, no. We got the them. wife the got kids, cheated the kids on got them. me. Okay. No. She got hers. The kids got them. We're good. Perfect. They look great. So Awesome. Thanks, Dwight, for doing those. I'm oh, sure we'll figure something out. To I really want to get some Packers shoes. I think that's next. Maybe some average cheese Packers shoes. You there do. you go. That'd be sick. <laughs> anyway, so before we get to the topics, what is going on with Brett Favre? Who knows? I mean, he, he doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. It's it just every time that, you know, it, it seems that there's any type of news story that involves the quarterback position, or especially if it's the quarterback position in Green Bay, he ends up running his mouth and just like steps all over himself. And it's like he just can't help it. It's like an addiction or something. Well, we talked about it in episode zero. So if you are just listening to us for the first time, go back and listen to episode zero where we talk a lot about the drama yeah. queen that Brett Favre is. So we don't need to talk about it more. It's just like every time. It's, yeah. We just did that show like a month ago. I know. It's so well, appropriate. Yeah, well, we're just going to – this is just going to continue, right? I mean, this isn't going to be – it isn't going to stop with him. It'll never his, late, stop. his latest thing is that he was saying that the Packers should do what the Saints did with what's Taysom the guy's Hill. Because with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Right. And if anybody watched the the Saints last year, they kind of used him as kind of like an H back, right? Yeah. Sort he of, played all like over a receiver. the place. Yeah, he played all over the place. And the guy's just a crazy athlete, right? And of course Brett thinks who knows what he thinks, but <laughs> he got that in his head and then just thought that that would be a great thing for the for the Packers to do is to take Jordan Love to do this and do the same thing. Yeah. What a freaking clown. Yeah, it makes no sense. Whatever. It's again, Let's it almost seems like, it. you know, everything has to be, everything has to pass through him first if it's like the quarterback position. Or, like he's the gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper of, of all things quarterbacks or anything. It's like, all well, things Packers. There's a, there's a reason why you're not in coaching or broadcasting. So. Then there it is, right, because he's a freaking yeah. clown. He, he isn't making much sense these days. No, no. And he's getting older, so he'll make less and less sense as time goes by. I, I didn't tell you this, but the other thing I saw on Twitter today was that a bunch of businesses are going to stop doing businesses with the Washington Redskins. Oh, I did see that. I did see something like that. 
Yeah, we yeah. talked about that in episode three. I, yeah. I'm putting that out there. We had you heard it here first. Like they're investors. Like yeah. big money investors are like, you either change the name or we're out. <laughs> right. So that's, and that's huge. Yeah, we talked about it first. We predicted it first. We absolutely right, did. Right here on the Average Cheese. Average Cheese podcast, like Nostradamus. Speaking of Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. Jordan Love signed uh, yesterday, day before. Uh, four years, $12.5 million, all guaranteed money. That's, you know, people were like, whoa. But then I saw that the NFL is creeping back. Like every year, like, the 20, it, like last year was the 24th pick. His number, his number was all guaranteed, whoever that was, in the 24th slot. And the Packers, were, you know, Jordan Love was picked in the 26th spot. Yeah. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal. The, the fact that his whole $12.5 million over the four years is guaranteed is just a year early on the Packers' part. So, oh, I was wondering about that, too, like why it was guaranteed. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't have to, but – I mean, the, the difference I heard was like 1.6%. Like it was some, some small number that they didn't have to guarantee. I, I don't know the exact details, but it's $12.5 million over four years. Uh, there was a fifth-year option, I yeah, believe. Yeah, fifth-year option. Yep. So, great. Yeah, if he works out. <laughs> if he plays it down in those four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that too. I, I hope he never does. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he need in that fifth year, then he can come. But then Rogers will be forty. He can leave. Well, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. It make me upset. Um, AJ Dillon also signed four years, yep. five point two million, one point four million guaranteed. In the whole scheme of things, that is zero dollars and zero cents if he produces at all. Yeah, yeah, and he will see the field. I mean, with with how things are kind of when you're looking at the offense I mean, it does seem like he's going to get some playing time um, for sure this year. Um, so how, how Lafleur decides to do that, the jury's still out on that, but I, I do think you'll see Dylan on the field to see what he can do. And we got him on the cheap. And if, if he produces, that's just going to edge, I think Aaron Jones out the door even further. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, Unfor- unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. I know you got to continue to reload the roster, but yeah, whatever. Let's start with topic one. Uh, Chicago Bears. Want to start talking about the Bears a little bit? Finished third, eight and eight last year. They always seem to just be tripping over themselves as far as like personnel is concerned. So thank God they, uh, well, not thank God. We, we were already relieved of Jimmy Graham's services, but the fact that they, they went and picked him up and signed him, to a two-year, sixteen million with nine million guaranteed, uh, is very typical of the Bears' uh, organization. So, yeah, more power to you. They seem to do that over and over and over again. They've also taken some heat on the Nick Foles signing. You know, probably because Cam Newton signed for the league minimum, and yeah. the Bears gave up a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. And they paid him, I don't know, like twelve and a half million dollars or something like that, or twenty. No, it was twenty-one million dollars. I know that the Jaguars yeah. are—they have some of that money that they have to pay for. You know, they're, they're on the hook for some of that too. But yeah, they just seem to do this kind of stuff. Like they keep spending money, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, what? I know. I, mean, do, do I love not it. I, lo- I love. Wa- I love watching their transactions because I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's so awesome. It's, it I is awesome. It. 
Jimmy Graham steals it. another nine million dollars. Nine million of his yep. contract guaranteed. is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Nine million dollars. That's more than you and I are going to make in our entire lifetimes. Jimmy Graham is going to catch like four balls this year, fall down, get hurt, and still collect $9 million and miss a lot of blocks. Yeah, he's definitely not there for that. But, hey, more power to him. Get paid and pad your retirement a little bit more. thought for sure he was going into retirement. Not for $9 million. That'll change your mind in a big hurry. Just wait till he's trying to block like Zadarius Smith. Oh, I know. That's going to be great. I'm yeah. going to enjoy that. That'll be like the play that I just put on Rewind, just watch over and over again, where Jimmy Graham will like stick his finger out there and try to block Zadarius Smith on a pass. Yeah. And he's not hard to tackle. We know that. No. If you, just, you know, don't cut the grass quite as, quite as short, he'll fall down anyway. Yeah. But they were, um, you know, the, the defense for the Bears, you know, last year they, they were fourth overall. And their offense was 29th overall. So their defense is, is definitely was great last year. And a lot of it has to deal with Khalil Mack. I mean, he's as much as I dislike the Bears, I can't help but like Khalil Mack. I think he's one of the best defenders probably. in the. You could say at that position, easily probably in the past decade. I mean, he's, he's, that, he's that good. But he can't, you know, do it all. And I think this year is where they're going to start to slide in that category because they've lost, you know, their outside linebacker, Leonard Floyd. They lost uh, Clinton Dix. And then they lost, uh, how do you say his name? Prince? Prince Amakamura. I'm sure I'm yeah. saying that wrong. So they lost some key players on the defensive side too. Um, and then in the draft, they didn't, they didn't really bother to get a, really any defensive players of, of note. So Well, they did pick up Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, like in the early 12, 13, somewhere in there, had like 19 sacks for the Rams. Uh, <laughs> last year he had wow. 11 and a half sacks for the Cowboys. Now, it's kind of hard to gauge this guy. I mean, he had, clearly has talent. He had 19 sacks in a year. He had 11 and a half sacks with the Cowboys, so that's a really nice number. But why is he on, like, his fifth team then? He played with the, he, he's played with four teams now. He got injuries? I don't – well, he played 16 games last year, so well, I'm not yeah. sure. That's a, that's a Maybe fold. it was just a one-year contract thing, and, and the Bears, you know, gave him some decent money. I, I don't know, but he was productive for the Cowboys, so yep. I'm not sure what what happened there. But he is on. He played with the Rams. He played with the Dolphins, and now he is with the Bears. He's probably on the downside of his career. But their big signing, obviously, was Nick Foles, right? Which is which made the biggest news for them in the off season, and I think. You know, the stuff that I've read so far is that the Bears management, it's going to be an open uh, competition between Foles and uh, Trubisky. So, but you know it's not uh, going to be. Right? No, I don't think that. No, I don't. I, it's got to be Foles, right? Yes. Don't you think? Is, I mean, if, if you're, you know, if you're a coach or you're the front office and you need to win games, I'm going to put, you know, Foles is a Super Bowl MVP. And he's a way better player than Mitch Trubisky. I, I, I don't oh, know. Yes. You don't pay a guy that much money give up a fourth round pick and let him sit the bench. Yeah. You just can't do that. And Trubisky, maybe if he starts to, let's say he starts week one, because they're only doing what, two preseason games now. They've cut out yeah, two preseason two. games. Which is how it should be without COVID. It should be. It right. should be. I mean, they shouldn't have four games. We don't need four games. I no. think that they'll probably, and this is off topic, but I think that at some point the NFL owners will probably want to do two preseason games and 18 regular season games so they can yeah. make more money. It'll make sense. Yeah. So What did Foles, what was Foles' contract? What did he, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? it? It's $21 million. Well, he signed a huge contract with the Jaguars. 
right? Oh, yeah, and they still have to pay that out. They're paying some of that money. I'm not sure exactly how much they have to. Now, they restructured his contract, I know. I remember reading that they restructured his contract, and he is not a huge cap hit after, like, year two. Well, he's an upgrade over Trubisky, I think. Oh, so, huge, huge upgrade. I mean, I think that's going to be, for them, I think that'll be a, a big upgrade, but we'll see how it see how all that plays out i think the learning curve for trubisky is gone i think he's he's going to enter a, a backup role this season my prediction for the bears overall for this season uh, you know they they finished at eight and eight last year i i see them probably around the same yeah i, I think they're um, a better team than they were last year i think they'll they'll do enough to win some games but i don't see them making the playoffs at all i think they'll win one more game so i think they'll be nine and seven i think they're a better team but overall, the division is better. And you're going to lose some games because the Lions aren't going to go 3-13. and 13, And we'll talk about them in a minute. But I think that they'll be better. But I think because the division is better, I think I, I agree with you. 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, they're going to be somewhere in that category. Their running game isn't great. David Montgomery is okay. He's kind of a plotter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He averages like three yards a carry. He's, he's three to four yards a carry. I think he's 3.7, I read somewhere. But he, I think he's, he's overhyped, that guy. He, I mean, he had like 250 carries. It's not like he didn't get much. He got his yeah. opportunities, yeah. but he really they didn't. Couldn't, well, they couldn't depend on Trubisky. They had to run the ball. I mean, right. And, and I mean, when you have Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback, then guys can crowd the line of scrimmage, which I'm sure hurt Montgomery. And um, I assume that he'll be better this year. But I, I don't, again, I don't think better enough for them to make the playoff. And their draft was just uncommonly weak. I mean, they, because of the Mac deal, they had no first rounders. They had two, two second rounders, three fifth rounders and two sevenths. Right. So, I mean, those, those bottom five picks, the fifth rounders and the seventh rounders. I mean, maybe right. they make a roster, maybe one of them out of that group. Well, they so drafted they, Cole Komet at yeah. tight end. I mean, it Again. wasn't even a strong tight end draft. And they, they the only thing worse than the Packers picking DeGuara in the third round is <laughs> them picking this guy in the second round. When you just sign Graham to 9 million guaranteed. Exactly. You sign oh. Jimmy Graham and you go out and you draft Cole Komet. And I'm sure he's going to be a great player. Or good, let's, I don't know he's going to be a great player. He'll probably be a good player. But it wasn't a strong tight end draft. So it no. wasn't like Jalen yeah. Johnson played with a torn labrum last year at Utah. He's a decent-sized corner, like six foot 205, somewhere in there. So he's, a, he's mm-hmm. tough. He played with a torn labrum. That's pretty badass. Yeah, and they're, they're going to need some help on the defense. Well, they lost to Mukamara, who is now at the Raiders. Yeah. But he was like 31. He was on the downslide. They lost Leonard Floyd, probably. too, also on the downslide. They lost Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who freaking sucks. Like yeah. They probably are happy to get yeah. rid of that clown. I'd yep. say the biggest loss for them is Taylor Gabriel. They, you know, they don't have a lot. Like they have Allen Robinson at a receiver. Like they don't have a lot of weapons. And Anthony Miller, like they don't, ha- and Ted Ginn Jr., who seems like he's been in the league for like 50 years. Yeah, he, he, he's just one of those players that just bounces around the league. He'll, he'll return kicks for him. That's about it. Right. He'll catch like 15 balls or something. He'll run straight down the field. And not, and not yep. Yeah, stop talking about the Bears. The Bears are going to be eight and eight, nine and seven. They're going to be okay. But not great. Let's talk about the Lions a little bit. You want to start with them? Yeah. Um, last year, I mean, they were utterly horrible. They were 3-12-1. and 12 and 1, So they finished pretty much dead last in the division. They um, Points for, they were 18th. And points against, they were 26-32. and 32. And, I mean, they were just completely, you know, terrible on defense. The tw- They were 26th overall in offense, 18th overall. And, I mean, the only reason they're 
they were 18th overall is Matthew Stafford. Right. And if he would have played a full season, they would have been better, right? Like right. him getting hurt was, was bad for them. Matthew Stafford is a, a very good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he is a guaranteed, practice. like if you have him on fantasy football, he is a guaranteed 400 plus against the Packers every time. <laughs> He's going to throw for me. 400 yards. Absolutely. Yes. Every time. And now they got, what, what is that other guy? Galladay? Yeah, Kenny receiver. Galladay is, yeah, their, they, is their receiver. Well, I've seen a bunch of stuff on him that they're, everyone's like trying to rank the NFC North uh, receivers and seeing that Galladay is the top dog. Yeah, what in the fuck? Really? <laughs> Did they forget that Devontae Adams is still in the league? Like, come so, on. He's a good player. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay caught, caught almost 100 balls last year, and he didn't have Matthew Stafford for some of it. So I'll give him that. Like, he's a good player. Oh, I'm not that. that's not right. He caught 65 balls last year. What the hell Dude, was I thinking? I was going to say 100. Holy shit. I, I look at too many statistics. I can't keep them all straight. He averaged over 18 yards a catch. So he's a, he's a player. Like, he's yeah, a good he's player. A deep threat. He's not Devontae Adams, though. I no. Mean, I, I don't care who's playing quarterback. He still doesn't have that skill set. But a good player. I mean, the, the, the Lions are good on offense. Matthew Stafford is a good player. I don't know. I, I think that they're still going to struggle a bit on defense. They got Desmond Trufant, who I think is a decent player still. He is good. Yep. And Jamie Collins, I still think, can play in the league. But, I, like, you look at the, the defensive side of the ball. I like the kid that they drafted, that Jeff Okuda. I like defensive yeah. backs from the Big Ten. I just feel like they're more, they're complete that they got to play against the run and the pass. But I like him, but that they still don't didn't get enough help on defense. I don't think to be a contender. Yeah, it was like a one for one trade off too because they lost Darius Slay. It was well, like one right. of the top. Yeah, so they lost Slay, and I mean, yeah, Okuda is probably going to be should be a star in this league at corner, but you know, there's going to be the break in period of of his rookie season. So I mean, you might lose a step there with. Trying to replace uh, Darius Slay with Okuda, but I watched Okuda a lot last year, just watching Big Ten stuff, and I, I really liked that guy. I was hoping he, I'd love to get a guy like that, but solid yeah, he, player. That guy's yeah. never going to be available where the Packers pick. Do you know no, what I mean? Like I, that no, kind no. of player isn't. No, yeah, I, so. I, I thought their their you know their first couple picks. I mean, they got Okuda and DeAndre Swift, and DeAndre Swift was a, is a nice running back. Right. That's, you know? that's what actually what I was going to talk about next. Like, it seems that the league is kind of trending towards these bigger backs all of a sudden. Remember, like, back in the day, it was like the Earl – we're dating ourselves here, but, you know, like the Earl Campbells and, like, some of the big backs, right? Yeah, but DeAndre you know, from, Swift isn't that guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's – I, I thought was he's just gonna big, say, isn't he? No, 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 no. He's like 5'9". I thought he was a big 10. dude. No. Right, then I'm, too, I'm completely off, off center. He's a smaller guy. I'm, I'm you got to throw – we should get a penalty flag. You should just throw it. <laughs> I'd throw it at the screen. Yeah. Five nine right. two fifteen. I got I got a fifteen yarder on that one. All right. He's All five right. nine. But he but but he's but he's, he's stout. A, okay, he's stout. He it's five nine two fifteen. <laughs> like a so, bowling ball. He's a yeah, bowling like ball shaped shaped player. Bottom line, I, I think he's a he he will be an NFL player. So absolutely I mean, I, he's I, better I, I than carry on Johnson all day. Yeah. And I, I think they definitely got themselves a, a decent running back there. So, so um, they improved their offense. Uh, Julian, the, I can't yeah. say the guy's name, the third round pick, Julian Okwara. Yeah. Like he's going to step in. He probably is going to start on day one. His brother's on the team too. Did yeah. you know that? His yeah, brother Romeo? That. Yeah. Right now they're the listed. At the same time. Well, they're listed on the same side. So they're both left defensive uh, ends. Oh. <laughs> what That'd the be hell? an interesting camp. 
Right, like, hey, yeah. brother, it's my <laughs> turn. You never know which one they could wear the same, each other's jersey yeah. and stuff. Oh, so I think he's going to be a decent player, but I think he's he's going to be a little bit raw. I don't know that he helps out their defense enough to to move them into you know playoff consideration. The Lions will yeah. be better with Stafford back. Adding if he stays DeAndre healthy. Swift. Well, right. Yeah. You know, he's all, what, how old is Stafford now? I mean, Stafford's he's been be in the league for 30. like 30, 12 years or something like that. He's got to be he, in his 30s. I want to so. say he's 32, maybe. So he's getting that. I mean, he's taking some shots. Because <laughs> their um, line so, has been I mean, shit for yeah, a long time. So, I mean, he's starting to, the age is starting to creep up on him, I'm sure. So he's a little bit more delicate back there than he probably was in his earlier days. But uh, no doubt the guy can sling it, man. I mean, he's just got a cannon for an arm. So You're smart also, quarterback. He is also guaranteed to throw the ball to the wrong team at least one time per game. Oh, sure. That he will do. Sure. If, yep. you, if they catch it or not, I don't know. But he averages almost an interception per game in his career. Hmm. But I, I like him as a quarterback. If he's fully healthy and he plays an entire season next year, I'm going to say that, that the Lions go 6-10 and 10 or 7-9. and nine. They will improve on their win percentage. I'm not a huge fan of Matt Patricia. I think he's kind of a clown. I think he's getting a pass, even though they have completely sucked under him. I think they've yeah. won nine or ten games in three years under him. Granted, yeah, he didn't have anything to do with the, the Stafford injury, but I don't know. I think they're six and ten. That, that's my prediction for them. And, and then in the draft, too, they didn't even – I mean, you know, you do have Galladay, but like this, this previous draft was like just full of receivers, and we know that because we didn't pick one. Right. But they only took one, and they took it in the fifth. Yeah, they took Quintez take... Cephas. Quintez Cephas, who's a Badger. Cephas, right. yeah. So, I mean, they only, they only took one receiver, which is kind of interesting. Because their depth at receiver is shit, too. Like, they don't have any depth there. After Jones and Galladay, they have really nothing else. I like Quintez Cephas, but Quintez Cephas played on the outside at Wisconsin. But he's only, I mean, only six feet, but he's six feet. You know what I mean? He's more his more of a slot body, so yeah. maybe they'll push him inside to the, to the slot. I like Quintez Cephas, and he that's probably where he belongs in the fifth round. But he's not going to set the world on fire and make them a well, lot better. They also lost their linebacker Canard, and of course they lost Wagner, which who we inherited. We've talked a- at length about that one. <laughs> I just said that their line sucked, and then we just picked up one of the guys. (laughs) Yeah, right tackle. Wonderful. Let's move on to the Vikings. Well, what do you think? Well, what do you think first as far as record? I mean, last year they were three twelve and one. Where do you think they finish this year? Six and ten. Six and ten. Yeah. Yeah, I I got them less than that. I don't think they're going to improve over you know the three and twelve. I think they're going to be somewhere around the four or five wins. That's it. Okay. But I, I see them in the bottom again of this division. I mean, they've made some improvements, but they're just still too far off the mark. Okay. I mean, they only won three games, but they won three games. I was trying to look like to see, okay, so when did when did Stafford get hurt? Did they win any games after Stafford was hurt? I don't well, I don't think they did. But yeah. well, no, they won all three games while he was still playing. So there's there you go. He played half the season. They didn't win a game without him. Yeah. So the Vikings, uh, you know, they always seem to be there, like up there. They, they've had some good teams in the past. They were 10 and 6 last year, second to the Packers in the division. They really, you know, we were talking about points for and points against. They had, they were they're eighth in the league. Yeah. Like they're eighth in the league with points for and fifth in the league in points against. That's, that's very impressive. Top tens. Yeah. Top ten for yeah. both of those things. As much as I can't stand them. But yeah. Right. You know, the first the first game of the season is there. Green Bay and the Vikings. Oh. In, I did not know. Minnesota. That. 
So I think that that game, I mean, talk, there isn't going to be a bigger game of the year. I mean, first game of the year in Minnesota, two teams that really want to take control of the, of the division and get off to a quick start. I mean, that is going to be a hyped up game. I'm really looking forward to that one. You know, they, they have talent. Like the Vikings have yeah, talent on both sides of the ball. And I don't... As much as it pains me to say that. Right. And I don't like that at all. But I have to admit, like, especially on the offensive side, like they had offensive weapons and then they went out and picked Justin Jefferson in the first round, who yeah. I would have loved to see in a Packer jersey. Yeah. He was sliding down there. He was like in the 20s, right? He was a 22nd yeah. pick. So he was there and I was, yeah, we were hoping, but then it just didn't happen. So I thought they were going to move up to get him. So I know that we should, might as well just talk about this right away. Dalvin Cook is in a contract situation where he's talking yep. about holding out. But if he plays, let's talk about that in a second. If he plays, Dalvin Cook, who is a great player at running back, Kirk Cousins, who is, I don't know, he seems to put up good numbers, but when the <laughs> chips are down, he sucks. You know, like he seems to fold when, when it's, there's too much pressure. But other than that, he's a pretty good player. You know, they signed, they extended him. I think they extended him so they could lower his number in case they need to dump him later. He's, he's really getting paid too. can't remember what it is, but he's, he's in the upper up, crust. It's up there. Yeah. Like you 60 know, million or something. Crazy. They have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, that receiver. Like that, those, that's a two a nice, you know, one-two punch at receivers. But they, they lost Diggs and Diggs is an elite receiver, right? I mean, he he can change a game. And he, he used to light up the Packers all the time. I mean, nobody could cover that guy. So I thought that was a big loss for them. Yes, you do gain Justin Jefferson, okay? But he's not a Stephon Diggs, at least not yet anyway. Not yet. Yeah, so, Kyle Rudolph is serviceable at tight end. Like, they, they've got weapons on offense for sure. If Dalvin Cook holds out, though, like it, yeah. it looks like he's it going looks, to. Yeah, I honestly think he doesn't play. I don't. I think he's going to be like a Le'Veon Bell and just sit it out and and not not be able to come to an agreement with them, which is great for us. Um, I think if he does play somehow this season, I think that we're going to be in a dogfight for the division title with Minnesota. If he sits, I think it's we're going to walk away with it. Honestly, he's an important player, and considering yep. we can't stop the run, <laughs> he's dangerous to the Packers for sure. Come on, Kirksey. Right. Dalvin Cook is, by all intents and purposes, he is underpaid. I, I know he's on a, no you know, on a rookie contract, so they, they're always underpaid in the rookie contract, and they're yeah. slotted to wherever they're drafted. So it's not like you pay him. You, can, you know, they don't, they don't stay out of their slot. What it is is what you get. They don't have to really worry about that. But he's only making less than $1.6 million a year. That's probably 30th. 40th there are guys you won't recognize and i don't recognize on this list making more money than dalvin cook is he is underpaid but of course he is he's going to be underpaid until next year and him holding out while i get it for his like security and life purposes you get paid on your second contract buddy that's how it works and holding out makes you look like a dick yeah it does i mean he she's i mean he did he's a pro bowl guy I mean, he's trying to leverage all that with a big season and stuff. I get it, man. But just hold on, man. <laughs> just put your nose down, suck it up for another season, and no doubt you're going to either get paid by by the Vikings or they won't be able to afford you, and somebody else will. Absolutely. I mean, him and Aaron Jones are are similar players. They're Very. both gonna they're both gonna head into that ten million plus range next year. Yep. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I think Cook was looking for somewhere in the neighborhood of like 12, almost 13 or something like that is what he was originally coming out with. 
the Vikings were just like, no. Well, and he has to look at like Ezekiel Elliott. I would say Dalvin Cook is more athletic and a better player than Ezekiel Elliott. And Ezekiel Elliott's $15 million a year. Christian McCaffrey, yep. $16 million a year. I don't yep. think Christian McCaffrey is going to last long. Like, he's not a big body playing running back. Like, I don't see him. Like, that's a bad contract for the Panthers. But when you look at, at Delvin Cook, he's underpaid. He's on that level, and he's so, making yeah. a tenth of what those other guys are making. Just going about yeah, they, it in a crazy way. They also all waited their – they also waited out, right? All those guys, they waited right. to get paid. And it's like, dude, just sit back. You know, you get paid. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could see him not, not playing this year. But I hope he doesn't play. Although that does complicate the Aaron Jones situation too. It does. It does. It does. It does no matter if he plays or not. So if he's not going to play and, and makes the Vikings worse, then I'm all for it. You can go ahead and do that, buddy. Exactly. Other players they lost too, along with Diggs, and then you, you know you got. Cook the Cook situation. They lost uh, Everson Griffin and Xavier Rhodes, two really key uh, defensive players. So and then losing those two guys, eh, I mean that's a pretty big. You know they lost another defensive tackle, Lin- Linville Joseph, and then Trey Trey Waynes and Stephen Weatherly. So I mean these are all defensive players they lost over, over the course of the year. So uh, but then you know we'll get into this, but how, their draft was ridiculous. I don't how many total players did they like fifteen? I think they had like 15, fifteen guys. Can they yeah. even sign all these guys? Can, can they afford to sign them all? I don't know. I mean, the, the top two were Jefferson and then a cornerback, Gladney. Right. They're going to so. start two rookie corners, I think. I think Cam Dantzler and Jeff Gladney are going to end up both starting this year. They're going to start rookies on both sides, and I think that's going to be a problem. I think they're both players, but there's always an adjustment. You know, I mean, well, not always. I mean, you know, Darnell Savage was great last year, but you know, there's usually an adjustment for those guys, and I, I think that that will be they will get picked on quite a bit. Sure. When a season starts, but they're going to have two young guys that could be around for a while, so they might be really good in that spot. But if we play them early, no, if we play them with no Dalvin Cook and two rookie corners, that's that's a good that's a good thing to start with. Yeah, I think they they might take a step back in defense, but they might take a step forward in offense if. If Cook plays. If Cook plays and Jefferson produces right out the gate. And if those two things happen, like I said, I think we're going to be in a dogfight with them for the division. So they, I think they'll either finish at 10 and 6 like they did last year or they're looking at between 10 to 12 wins if Cook does. If Cook does not play, I, I don't see them winning ten, double digits Same this here. year. I'm going to say with Cook, they go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. But I think that they without Cook, I think they're in, in 8 and 18. Nine and seven, eight and eighteen. So I'm gonna yeah. let me. I'll be more direct. I think they're going to go eleven and five with Cook, and I think the Packers and and them are going to be playing, you know, games, important games in December to try to win the division. But without Cook, I think they're eight and eight. I think he's that good of a player, and they don't have any answer behind him. It just yeah. there's nobody else. So. And it it looked too like. I mean, I had Dylan on my on my fantasy team last year, so I, I looked at him a lot. Actually, sure. I've had him the last couple of years. I've had him where he where he like was doing really great, and then like you know. But I really watched a lot of him last year. He's starting to, to slide. He's starting to drop off, and I don't know what it's if it's injuries or you don't know how many years he's got in the league now. He's probably got like five six something like not that. Not enough right? to be dropping off significantly. Not enough to be dropping off, but it, it just it just seemed like he just didn't have that. Like he might have lost a step or something. Something was like off of him. I know he's. I think he was banged up last year and was limping through a couple of injuries. But right, 
He didn't play. He played um, 10 games last year. But yeah, even when he came back from that, he just didn't look like the same player anymore. So I don't know what, you know, what's going on with him, but it, it appears that he's, he could be on the downside of his uh, career or at least uh, battling through something. Who knows? Yeah, he, he's in his sixth year at the Vikings. He caught 30 balls last year. Uh, his average was up from the year before, but he caught, yeah, he had some really nice years. He caught in 2018, he caught 113 balls. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's amazing numbers, but yeah, he, he I don't know. I guess we'll have yeah. to see if he's healthy. If he's health, if he's not healthy a hundred percent, then they're in trouble because you can't rely on a rookie wide receiver if you don't have any kind of running game. Well, he benefited from digs, right? Digs would sure. stretch the field. Right, and you have you have a lot to worry about. You got Diggs stretching the field, going deep, stretching stretching out the defense, and then you got you know Thielen coming underneath, who right. always seem to find always seem to find he always seems to find that one gap in the defense. It's like not even on his route or something. It's just like some place on the field, like he ends up somehow, <laughs> and then he you know mm-hmm. that's kind of where his talent lies. But yeah, we'll see how he does. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen with their offense because there's, there's too many question marks there. It's it's tough to make a prediction on this team when you just don't know. There's too many question marks there. Is is Cook coming back? Is Thielen going to be healthy? Is Jefferson going to be a player in year one? Can Cousins play in prime time? You know, can he play no. in big games and do big no. things? It never, never seems to do that. So I don't know. But that's it. That's the NFC North preview. Yeah. 2020. So if we, if we look at it, we think – we haven't talked about the Packers, but in order, it, we think it will go Vikings, Bears, Lions, right? Yes. So I wherever so. the Packers end up in there – I mean, we haven't talked about the Packers, but I assume that they'll be better. So if, if, if we think the Packers are going to win the division, then it's going to go Packers, Vikings, yeah. Bears, Lions, just like it did last yeah. year. And nothing I mean, will and change. No, we're homers, of course, and we have a Packers podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, but, we're a but bit biased. I see them running away with this division. I mean, I really do. It's the the one thing is just Cook, is Delvin Cook. I mean, that's pretty much the the one element um, that's going to divide it. If if he plays, it's going to be close. If he doesn't, I think we kind of run away with it. Yeah, Delvin so. Cook has never finished a season. He has never completed 16 games in any season. I, I don't – I wonder about I, his commitment, right? Well, he's super talented, said, right? But he's yeah. injury prone. Like, he, he can't shake that bug until he actually plays in a full season. Yeah. Uh, he's – I don't know. You know, if there was an uh, arbitrator that was doing things and looked at his career, you'd be like, eh, you've shown flashes, buddy, and he is a heck of a player, but you literally haven't finished in, in three years. You have not finished this season. Yeah. And all indications are he's already balking at this season. About right. Playing, about getting paid and playing. So Yeah. Whatever, buddy. Good luck to you. Drama in Get the entire season out. See how that plays for you. It didn't really work all that well for Le'Veon Bill. Yes, Le'Veon no. got, got paid, but he missed an entire season. Yeah. It's and a difference. pretty but... much has disappeared. Yeah, well, he plays with the Jets. So I know. He's, well, he's, I mean, he's in still, plain sight, I mean, but he's not there he's, anymore. Yeah, he's pretty much fit. Yeah, he got, he got paid, but he's, you know, he's not in the conversation anymore for top running backs in the no. NFL. 
he's also much older. But if you if you think about it, Dalvin Cook is young. You know, he's twenty five. But Le'Veon Bell isn't thirty five. No. Do you know what I mean? So you sit out a year, he's only gonna lose the one point six million. Granted it's one point six million. So he's in a different spot because if he, you know he's not gonna lose that much. Yeah, I think, I think it goes Packers, Vikings. Bears and Lions. Yeah, Bears and Lions this year. Which much like it did last year. Which player in the NFC North, and I know I'm just throwing it on you. We haven't even talked about this. Which Go player, non-Packer, which the player yeah. to look out for? Rookie or not, doesn't make any difference. Which Packer or non-Packer should we be looking out for? <sighs> I like Justin Justin Jefferson. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do. I think he's he's going to be – has the potential to be a star in this league, no doubt. I was praying that he was going to keep dropping down the board uh, when a, the Packers pick was coming up, and he didn't. But – I really had my eye set on him. I think he's he has a chance to be a star in this league. And I think, right, like he's definitely got the pro. Um, he's got all the skills, skill set already in place. It's just going to be a matter of just converting that to, to game time situation. But he, what he played at LSU, right? Yeah. Didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. I mean, he, he played in big time games in front of big time crowds. So he's got that experience coming in. I think he's going to be all right. I think so, so too. I, that That would be my. Definitely the top top person to look for, and he's going to be a rookie. But I still I still would have to give the nod to him. The non-packer, the the you know the guy that they're going to have to go against that scares me is Nick Foles, and we've hmm. seen him do things. The Bears have yep. not had a good quarterback in forever. Yeah, right. And he could change the franchise. Now, granted. He didn't light the world on fire in Jacksonville, and they were ready to dump him right away. But he's an upgrade from Trubisky. And if you go 8-8 eight and eight with a really bad quarterback, I mean, Trubisky was abysmal last year. And yeah. now you, you upgrade to Nick Foles. I think that makes the Bears dangerous. I think that they're more dangerous with him at, at quarterback. Can he add two wins? I think he probably does. He might. You know what I mean? He's going to throw two. Well, Alan Robertson, <laughs> Robinson. It's and, not uh, Graham. It's no, not your big money. It's not big money Graham. He will throw it at Graham. Whether he'll it's throw completed. it in the vicinity of Graham. Right. If Oosh. he catches it, that is where ex- the exact spot on the field where the ball will be marked because he will not have any yards oh. after catch. No, he won't. Zero. So I wouldn't call Jimmy Graham a weapon. <laughs> no. But, but he he is a – person who could catch the ball Allen robinson can play i mean he's all right i don't i don't know taylor gabriel would have been nice to have around for them too and who knows what this rookie tight end will do not throwing stupid interceptions will be the upgrade there and and fools is definitely won't do that right he's not going to do what trubisky did right and if they have to you know if you have to respect both the run game and the pass that you know yeah, the Packers didn't have to worry about the Bears throwing the football. You know, they no. didn't have to be very creative on defense because Trubisky was so bad. So that's why I think that Nick Foles is a huge upgrade. And Robert Quinn, I, I don't, I'd love to know like why that guy's bounced from team to team to team when he's actually had production. But him and Khalil Mack could be a little bit scary, also. Yeah, that's all we got. That's it. It's a good preview. Good cast. Yeah, I'm glad so we th- did this. Me too. I love doing this every week. So thanks for listening to episode five about the NFC North. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us, 
You can catch us on Twitter at AVGCheese, or you can send us an email, AVGCheese at gmail.com. We would love to have your feedback. Um, we appreciate the people that listen. I don't know if I told you this, Todd, but we now have listeners in Germany and in Ireland. Ooh. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Worldwide. We are a worldwide yeah. podcast. The average cheese goes global. Yes. We're going to have to start selling shirts like those other clowns do. Right. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I will talk to you all, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.